Start with a sound check. You okay in the back? If my voice ever goes down, this is the now international sign of peak otter. Point to your ear and point up. <laughs> You're really welcome to do that. Because um, sometimes we get into this very soft, vipassana, intimate teaching style. And then it just doesn't transmit. So a few more uh, reflections and support of loving-kindness practice. There are many motivations and many ways we can use this uh, practice of loving-kindness. As Kamala mentioned yesterday, and as many of you know because you've been on other retreats, um, what we're trying to welcome forward is the actual experience of kindness and the many forms that might show up. So it might be a friendliness, a sense of benevolence. As you consider yourself or another being, you can see their good qualities. Uh, You feel like you're on their side. And we eventually want to open that so that uh, we can feel that towards all beings. But it wouldn't be sort of a shallow sentiment. Um, We would actually get there through understanding and being open to the reality of all beings but still feel like we're on everybody's side. So there are people I disagree with, um, but basically I wish them well. Uh, People that I'm irritated by and I struggle sometimes um, wishing them well. But then I remember I have a deeper value than what would be defined by that moment's struggle. And I'm still on their side. I don't ever want to let my mind take a stance where somebody else is on some other side, there's some other uh, beings out there whose welfare I actually don't want, uh, whose uh, injury or suffering um, I might delight in. My petty mind sometimes um, heads in that direction and then it bumps into a deeper value I have. So then I'm stuck there for a moment, like how do I handle the fact that there's a disagreement and then I actually might some valid uh, criticism uh, with somebody, uh, be frustrated by their actions, but not let that harden into a justification for uh, hating somebody. Um, I can get overwhelmed at times by, you know, large international uh, dialogues and national ones or local ones with housemates or community members, and then inside there's plenty of reason for argument. The loving kindness practice over time uh, has had me explore um, views that I hold, that I hold unconsciously, that I was taught growing up, um, I never fully cleared out. That some of those views, they seem um, uh, valid in the moment, but I notice that there's a harming view or there's a disregard um, or I've summed somebody up by what I dislike about them. And once that, once that takes over my view of somebody, then I can, uh, my mind can go further and actually wish somebody harm and think that that's actually the right thing. That's harming somebody somehow is a, a good for them or good for myself or a good for the world. Uh, somebody's being harmed. And I've, ex- I've 
I've looked at that over and over through loving kindness practice and then having to extend loving kindness to somebody and watching my resistance uh, to that. And their loving kindness practice can also become a contemplation. So it starts as a practice where we try to uh, get in touch with this feeling of uh, benevolence, of being uh, caring for myself and those who it's easy, and then spreading it outwards. But when I come to where my heart's uh, struggling, rather than just bulldozing that moment and saying, I'm going to force love into the situation, I can then use loving kindness and mindfulness and wisdom to begin to explore. I'm trying to send loving kindness to somebody, but it's running into an unconscious grievance, an unconscious contraction. And then I try to understand what is the root of that. And that might take more reflection, not just phrases and insisting that my heart move in a certain direction, but the loving-kindness practice exposes how my, uh, the habits of my mind that I might not expose in daily life um, to the same degree. So then loving-kindness practice, as it becomes more steady in us, which is one possibility to keep it simple and just be loyal and, and devoted to the phrases and the intention if you come across a knot in the heart <clears throat> toward yourself or towards others, and you can begin to feel into what is that habit, what's the, the benefit of having a contraction, why have I practiced this, or why am I cherishing this contraction, why do I want the defense, um, what's the impact of that defense, is this really the strategy I want to harbor to um, harden my heart against people that I disagree with so I don't feel pushed over by them? And is that really how I want to, um, to grow my relationship to myself or the world? Is that really what I want to invest in? So mostly we practice, uh, the mind wanders, we bring it back and we practice. Um, but then if you find that the loving kindness practice is hitting some resistance, Right there you can uh, begin to inquire, not a big psychological deconstruction, but just what is the feeling of this resistance? I know that I, I was trying to practice loving kindness for myself for a long time, and I hit resistance. And it's like, well, I know me, and if you really knew me, I, 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 <laughs> you know, I have, I have good moments, but I'll have moments I'm not that proud of, so you know, trying to light a fire with wet wood here. It's like there's, there's, there's a lot of self-understanding. What I didn't have room for is holding myself uh, fully with kindness. I didn't have room for allowing myself to have imperfections. Um, I was too worried about that. It's also hard to get mindfulness into those areas because the mind would already start to waver if I even wanted to be there. Or if I would go in, I would start chastising myself on whatever I was being mindful of. Like, here I am being sleepy. Really? At this point in my practice, I bet other people aren't sleepy. You know, they say they are, but I, I'm pretty sure they're not. I'm the one who seems to be a slow yogi. And then I would reality check that. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. And, and I wouldn't, I would believe it, but no one else would believe it. My other teachers wouldn't believe it, but I was harboring a belief that loving kindness was beginning to expose. 
Um, and it wasn't being exposed in just mindfulness practice because I'd hear that view, it sounded like reality, so then I'd view myself through that lens. And it was actually the loving-kindness practice that began to um, put a wrench in that machine of, of being really harsh on myself or harsh on others. Growing up in, a, in New England, Northeast Coast, harshness on others is, um, is part of a cultural value. Um, being critical of others and having a big bullshit detector. Uh, and it kind of keeps you safe in some ways because you're never going to get played, but it also keeps your heart constantly skeptical. So practicing loving kindness wasn't meant to just steamroll that. At some point, I knew how to challenge that, but then I had to also investigate um, what is the root of this belief? What's it like when my heart won't open to loving kindness? And is that what I, is that what I want to cultivate? And through that exploration, began to release patterns and saying, I don't want to live with this defense. Uh, it's actually not serving me. I want to try to find another way to feel safe, another way to feel grounded, another way not to be gullible, but not with skepticism or not with this sort of ready-made harsh uh, critique that was running in the back of my mind. So uh, in coming into the practice, there are these four classical phrases. And if you like doing all four of them, if that's how your mind settles in, uh, then that's supportive to welcoming loving kindness forward. I found that actually one phrase at a time worked better for me. And so I would stay with, may you be safe, may you be safe, until I felt that sincerely. But then I was wishing safety on people that that wasn't, that wasn't what my heart wished for them. I mean, I didn't wish them harm, but my brother was loving motorcycles. And then every time I wished him safety, it kind of like went against this passion he had for motorcycles. And I didn't wish him an accident, but may you have you know, lots of curvy roads in the countryside. May you have joy on your motorcycle and may you really be life expressed. And I felt that kind of got me on, on, on his team uh, with him. So you can play around with the phrases, find your own, just stay with one, the one that makes the most sense to you. And then in coming, trying to merge this with mindfulness practice, um, what I really understood over a long period of time is that in deep practice, the hardest relationship I'm having is with myself, with my own mind, uh, being tired of myself, tired of my habits, wishing I were a better version of myself, getting a glimpse of that, clinging to it, and then being frustrated when I couldn't establish it. So we do want to uh, develop a capacity to walk through the world uh, and be an ambassador from the country of Metta, be an ambassador from the country of the Brahma Viharas, and share that. Um, but on a long retreat like this, the most difficult relationship will be your personal relationship with your own mind. Do you have patience for yourself? Do you have, can you relax uh, your preferences of what this retreat is, and can you be intimate with what the actual retreat is, what your actual journey is? Can you bring that type of patience and kindness and encouragement uh, to yourself? Because you'll be coaching yourself all the way through these four weeks. And then secondly, your neighbors. Uh, they're the other people that need your loving kindness because 
depending on how irritated you get with the world, they might trigger you. So spreading it, you know, closely is very practical to the people around you, people uh, and animals, plants that we're sharing this immediate space with. And then maybe there are certain relationships that come up a lot, even if the person's not here, that that comes up so much that being you know, looking into that habit of mind on its contraction or the opposite, great appreciation, even if the person isn't here, you know, totally valid meditation subject. I found at some point, um, I was doing a lot of loving kindness practice and uh, the phrase, I love myself just as I am, was important because so much of my Dharma practice was to make myself more like I wanted to be. And there wasn't a lot, I wouldn't be that motivated to do a long retreat if I didn't expect to out, come out changed by it. And I was really hoping for the change. But uh, kind of seeded in that intention was that the person I was at that time was not the person I wished I was. And that can be a motivation to change oneself, but it also can be a way that we harm ourselves a lot, is that we don't want to have uh, a patient relationship to our bodies as they are, or our minds as they are, our hearts as they are. Um, and maybe we're motivated to come on a retreat like this to be more like the person we were hoping we could be. Not that. that there is a side of practice that does actually um, alleviate our hearts, but the way through that is by being able to breathe with all states that we are and bring kindness to all states that we are. Not by slowly crafting the person you'd rather be, but more and more being able to be mindful and be patient with the, the humble being that you actually are. So, <clears throat> Let's turn towards practicing. Uh, as you know, uh, find a posture that your body is comfortable in. If pain comes up in the posture you're in, it's recommended that you, uh, you move to not let the pain block the metta that you might be cultivating. And you're welcome to come to standing if that helps your posture. Um, we're welcoming loving kindness. We don't want to practice in a way that makes it difficult to access. You're living inside quite an amazing animal. So bringing some kindness to the posture you're taking, being kind to your animal. Every now and then you can scratch it behind the ear and uh, pat it. <laughs> Doing a good job supporting you and your life. And often we, we start by bringing to mind uh, someone where it's easy to connect to an appreciation of them. So many of you have done this survey before and maybe you have your go-to being. It took me a long time to give myself permission to go to the dog I had in college because it seemed like uh, it was such a 
odd place to start, but that dog in college, I had the least judgment of that dog and the most appreciation of its weird characteristics. So I really welcome you to explore um, which being and which image of that being invites your heart into a natural resonance of appreciation. Your heart warms, it opens, heart's glad to understand that you've had a relationship or rapport with this other being. If you're visually oriented, you might try to stabilize one particular image of them. If repeating phrases welcomes your heart to be steady and open and warm, you can pick one or several of the phrases or phrases you've developed. Of all the things our minds could be doing, if left to its own habits, we're intentionally uh, welcoming the memory, the understanding of this being, welcoming our heart to appreciate them, to be on their side, wish them well. So you're picking the easiest being and the easiest phrases and the easiest image welcomes your heart to be warm, gently focused in this consideration.
Some people find that with a hand up on their heart, it's a steady somatic remembrance. This is what we're doing with this time. You're welcome to let go completely into this. It's like fully resting yourself in a bath of warm water. You're allowed to rest and breathe and be a humble being fulfilled in wishing another being well. Admiring their good qualities. Wishing them happiness, health and safety.
And you can turn your attention towards yourself. You can access yourself directly as you are here now in this moment. That's a direct connection. You find that something about the present brings up a struggle or judgment. You might remember yourself at a time when it's easier to hold that sense of kindness. Sometimes people go back to when they were younger. Where harsh judgments didn't make sense because you were younger. There's more forgiveness, more acceptance, maybe more innocence. And then taking up the challenge, if you didn't, to connect to yourself right now. Be a friend to yourself. Appreciate your beautiful qualities. Appreciate this animal that you live in, this animal human body, this heart and its mind.
Are there kind words you could whisper to yourself? Wishing yourself safety, happiness, and health. Or simply loving yourself just as you are in any moment. Your loving-kindness practice could also be a repeated vow. May I love myself in every moment, especially when it's difficult. May I love myself in every moment, especially when it is difficult.
And then lastly, we might open our perspective up <clears throat> to make this kindness connection to those sitting right around us. Silently cheering them on, wishing them well-being. And opening up to the sense of the room. Everybody who is endeavoring on this retreat. And then more widely than this room, the other humans, all the many animals and insects and birds, tree frogs, the deer, the grasses, the trees, Depending on your heart's inclination, you can wish the rocks, the land, the rivers and the streams, the air and the sky, the clouds, well-being, health. harmony, And coming back to make connection to yourself, to your breath, to your body. And as you carry on your mindfulness practice, may it have the tone of kindness.
May you encourage yourself. Receive yourself and the world through your senses, through a heart that's also kind and patient, clear and tender and warm. I just wanted to say that if you have questions about the loving-kindness practice uh, at the end of the mornings when we start opening up for questions um, at the 8.15 sitting, uh, it's totally valid to ask questions about loving-kindness practice at that time as well. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.